The sports scene of Louisville is very small. College sports, Kentucky Derby, etc. But the only professional sports team in all of Louisville is Racing Louisville FC. A team originally named Proof Louisville FC in reference to their bourbon has blossomed into a formidable team in America's best women's soccer league. The beginning was a struggle, to say the least. Players such as Tobin Heath, Christian Press, and Caitlin Ford were drafted to the expansion team but decided to pursue other opportunities. A team who lacked firepower at first discovered quality players but put up with a lot of roster turnover from their superstars. They now have a young tor- core of players for the next generation from across the globe. However, will they take the next step into the playoffs? Welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. And today, we will be answering that n- next question. Racing Louisville has only been in the league for two years, but they have most certainly been an eventful one, being involved in investigations, lots of trades, it's been, it felt like the franchise of some teams for 12 years, or 10 years, 12 if you include pre-NWSL leagues, is not even comparable to this two-year Louisville team. So let's start from the top. What happened with this team? Like, why is it this crazy? And you probably don't know, right? You don't know why Racing Louisville is that crazy. But it is that crazy because of a lot of effort that has gone into the club, right? There's been a lot of effort, and it's been a very active spree. Like, Louisville may have just had a little cameo in the league so far, but they are still an incredibly um, eventful team. Um, They're located in Louisville, Kentucky. They play at Lynn Family Stadium, which has a capacity of 15,304 people. Only 11,000, though, um, of those are seated seats. Um, their c- coach is Kim Bjorkergren, and their owner is Soccer Holdings LCC, which is a... LCC, obviously, is a limited liability company. So that that's your basics on Racing Louisville. Now that we know a little bit about the their basics and where they're from, let's go over what happened this offseason for Louisville. First, they started by re-signing Hillary Beal, Jordan Bloomer, Alex Tidiat, Taylor Mollum, Parker Goins, Jalen Howell, and Katie Lund. So, these aren't a lot of first-team players. Jalen Howell is obviously a big one. Katie Lund is another one, and Amin Akich. Also, Alex Tidiat got in there a decent amount. But, you know, they re-signed the important pieces and also a lot of younger pieces that will build. You know, Hillary Beal and Jordan Bloomer are two goalkeepers who have been behind Katie Lund, but they've both impressed in their loan times in Australia over the offseason. So it'll be interesting to see how these players that have gotten re-signed will have an impact on the season. They have gained Abby Erseg, Carson Pickett, Paige Monahan, Uchenna Kanu, Ari Borges, and Ellie Puchin Shamsa, I am extremely sorry for flunking that pronunciation and messing that up, um, but the Finnish defender was one of their signings. Um, you know, they had a good offseason. I think these are all players that are going to come in and compete for the first team, which I think is good. And they had, you know, they didn't have the worst offseason in the world. They lost key pieces, which we'll talk about in a second, but... They brought in the pieces that I think can repair the team and repair that wounded defense, which, you know, was uh, 
not the best last season, let's just say. Um, but Louisville fans are such a loyal group. Honestly, whenever you watch them, their games on TV, you see the banners behind the goal. You can see the thought and the effort that the fans put into every detail to try and make Louisville's um, home atmosphere a dynasty and their team a dynasty. And I think that it shows the excitement around having professional sports in Kentucky. Talking about the players who Louisville have lost this offseason, it's a few, but it's not too many. Um, Gemma Bonner, who was their captain, Neely Martin, Chana Matthews, and Emily Fox. So for me, obviously, if any of you are NWSL fans, the name that will stand out is Emily Fox, star USA left back, one of the names of, for the future of this team, who clearly is going to be incredibly uh, essential for that US team down the line. But I think, you know, this team does definitely have depth, and I think that's one thing that you could be talking about with the, that team is like, the, you know, they have the depth there, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how they manage it and which players are picked in the starting 11 from King Bjork again over others. But I think they lost Emily Fox, who's such an essential player, as I was referring to. Same with Gemma Bonner, Neely Martin. That's a core defensive part of Louisville's identity over these two years. And Trina Matthews is someone who, you know, didn't really play last season. She got picked up by Chicago off the waiver wire, and I hope for her that she can make that work as, you know, this is a World Cup year, and she will be hoping to make Jamaica's reggae girls international team for the World Cup. Okay, moving on to the youngsters on this team, we're going to pick out five players or so who, you know, are like 23, 24 on this team that we think have showed promise but can blossom to the next level this season. Um, Jalen Howell, the 23-year-old uh, out of Florida State, the CDM, she's had some caps for the U.S. She is a player who clearly has shown her promise last season. Same with Savannah DeMello, 24-year-old. We'll get to those two at the same time. Those are two midfielders that I think is going to be a great pair for the future, along with a few others who we'll talk about in a few minutes. But Jalen Howell, you know, she's more of a defensive midfielder you know she really controls the ball holds up play is almost like a sweeper in a way she stops any uh attacks that are coming at her and savannah Demello is the free kick genius of the nwsl when you watch her free kicks your mouth just drops and how she can score from 40 yards out into the top corner and goalies are like yeah not gonna try for that it's already in um uh she's just like such a she's she's so cold from those places just incredibly um makes incredibly talented on set pieces makes the stadium drop for a second the noise in the stadium drop and then get loud again because of how in, in awe everyone in that stadium is when they get to see someone as talented as her um on the side and i think that's really refreshing for them getting a lot of young talent you know we saw that in the first draft when they drafted Fox and Amina Ekic. Amina Ekic is still with the club. Fox, you know, was traded in that Carson Pickett and Ursaig trade to North Carolina. But I think that those two are going to build a midfield. Speaking of, with our next person, Ari Borges. I've watched her with Brazil throughout the She Believes Cup more closely now that I know she's in the NWSL. I see her as more of a eight. Um, you know, a typical central midfielder can do both the defense and the offense. But I think she's going to be someone who lingers up and down the pitch. And I think she's going to make a really big impact this season, um, whether it's scoring goals, getting assists, or tracking back defensively to help Louisville, who 
you know, really struggled in that department last season. She's a player I think all Louisville fans should be extremely excited about signing, and I think that she's going to be someone who's bright for the future. I know they secured her to a pretty long deal, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I don't have the exact contract details on me right now, but I know that she's a big part of their future, I would assume, um, with considering her talent. Next is Amina Akic, who we have talked about at the beginning. Another player who's a genius from set pieces, the left-footed winger out of the University of Kentucky. You know, she's a hometown kid and who's proven herself. You know, she was the fifth pick in the draft. I didn't know, no, I don't think a lot of people knew a lot about her, but I think they bet on the hometown kid playing a big piece of the team, and she did that. You know, she went on loan this season to, during the offseason, excuse me, to Melbourne. Unfortunately, she got injured at Melbourne City, which is extremely disappointing, obviously. The 23-year-old is so promising. She played college soccer at the Cardinals, scoring 29 goals in 66 games. Um, She's not the tallest of players, but she's so commanding on the ball. You could compare her to Lauren James as someone at the moment who I would compare her to in the fact like you know, a lefty who's willing to take on players 1v1 um, and has a very powerful shot to back that up. Uh, lastly, Ellie Punjin Jan Jamson. I am I that's a pronunciation I will need to work on as that season comes along, but she's a young Finnish defender who arrived at the club um, this off season, earlier this off season. I think she's someone who can provide that international experience that she has with Finland. And I think that that's really important. Um for teams to have the international experience, you know, with international spots, it shows when you when you get a player who um, is like, uh, you know, has that experience. It's a big deal to sign that player with um, with that international experience. Um, anyway, moving on, she's very good under pressure, can dribble if necessary, and play both the short and long pass. Um, that is a quotation from Kim Bjork again. She also talked. He also talked about how she played in the Finnish league when she was 15 and has played three good years in Sweden. So that shows me, you know, he knows a lot about her. Obviously, having coached um, the Alpine ladies in Cyprus before he took this job in Louisville, um, you know, he's a he's a coach who is experienced with these. Uh, Scandinavian players. He's had a lot of them come to Louisville, which I think is great. You know, it's great to see the league um, go and get players from markets that, you know, haven't really been in the league before. And I think that's something that's really great um, to see for the league in general, just because they need, uh, then we still needs a lot of these players to come in here and make an impact in general and just be a part of expanding the league's um, growth internationally. So I think she'll, all of these players that are signing to Louisville from all over the world can help with that. Their style of play is like a 4-3-3, a very basic 4-3-3, but their wingers love to cut inside. We'll talk about who I think could do that job very well later. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on to some like stuff. Who do you think, in my opinion should stay in the starting lineup and how are they gonna who's gonna need to step up to stay there right so starting lineup we'll do at the end of the episode um right now we're gonna talk about 
four players who were in the starting lineup last year. At least they got a lot of minutes, but those are players whose minutes could get cut heavily this season. Um, let's start with the defensive pair of Rebecca Holloway and Satara Murray. These are the same players that I think will replace them. Abby Erseg, Ellie Pumkin-Jamsa, Carson Pickett, and Paige Monahan. Those are all players that play those fullback and center back positions, and I think that the, that could reduce their playing time with four defenders coming in. It shows me that he wants a change, and considering he listed Monahan as a defender on his preseason roster, it shows me he has her playing fullback, which means I think that Murray and Holloway's time could get cut heavily this season. Moving into the midfield, I think Lauren Millet, you know, this is such a competitive midfield, um, and I, when you add players like Ari Borges and someone like uh, Uche Nekanu, who can drop back to play a 10, potentially, takes away Lauren Millet's role in this team. I think she can maybe be a sub off the bench. We'll talk about that later, but I don't think she's going to get a lot of playing time this year. You know, she's at this point in her career where she needs to start making, you know, a bigger impact on the team. You know, she's obviously played at top teams like the Courage. She's won titles. But, you know, now's the time for her really to get a starting lineup position, right? She needs to get that. I think at 26 years old, you know, if you're not in the starting lineup at this point, you need to keep on fighting and making sure you get to the starting lineup because um, starting lineups are how you make impacts and how you get on the national team. Getting on the national team gets you higher pay, and it's all of that just builds on each other and I think if you're not in the starting lineup it's really hard to be considered for the national team obviously um and I think that every player's dream is to play for that U.S. national team so um lastly it's moving up top Kirsten Davis I think she proved how she's decent last season but with Kanu and Borges coming to the team again I think that cuts and Kat Tembi Katlana um will probably make her debut I think that that cuts a lot of Kirsten playing time, and I think that could cause her to not be uh, one of those members of the starting lineup at the beginning of the season. So now at the end of this episode, we're going to do FIFA ratings, and then we're going to do my projected starting lineup for the Racing Louisville if I was the coach of the team. So as a little fun part of the episode, we're going to take some time to look at the FIFA ratings and who in Louisville is waiting what and what positions they are. So let's take a look and start from the highest rated players and go to the lowest rated players. Although I will say before we start, Racing Louisville and all the NBC teams, I'm getting this information from EA.com, the official producers of FIFA 23, but they've only added a few of the players' ratings. So just saying that in advance. If I don't see the player, it doesn't mean they're not in the game. Just means they the rating is not listed on the FIFA's website. Racing Louisville's highest rated player is Carson Pickett, who's an 83 rated right left back. This makes her the highest rated left back in the NWSL. Am I surprised? Um, a little that she's the highest rated one, because there's like Emily Fox and um you could even look at someone like Crystal Dunn in that position. But I think that she clearly deserves to have an 83. I think that you know, Emily Fox, her rating should be a little higher. But I think that Carson Pickett, you know, I'm happy to see that she's getting the recognition she deserves, you know. And she's clearly a great player who has incredible talent. And we've known that. And I think that now it's going to be great seeing her getting that appreciated in FIFA. 
Next, there's Abby Ersteg with a rating of 81 as a center back. You know, Abby Ersteg is obviously one of those players who's going to be better defensively, so that reflects in her FIFA stats. Um, she's someone who is like has a good balance of attacking and defending. She has medium attacking and defending work rates, but obviously she's going to be more defensive, which is why her highest stat um, is the more of the defensive skills such as like the standing standing tackles which is an 86 and there's um a few others like composure 84 a defensive awareness 85 like you know her best stats are obviously going to be defensively to that um next is jessica mcdonald she's dropped a few ratings since she was last in the game but that makes sense you know she's um you know she's older now she's a few years older she's 35 and when she was last in the game, she was with the U.S. a few years ago. But, you know, she's obviously a very tall player, so she's going to be great to cross to. Um, she's good. At, she's um, very um, good at, like, positioning herself on the field, which is reflected in the game, which is good. She has decent penalty kicks. Again, that's very realistic, I would say. Um, she's probably going to be the one taking the penalties for Louisville in this game. But, yeah, I think that that, that rating suits her fine. Um, Wong Shuang um, is now 79. Her rating has dropped, too, since the last FIFA update when she was um, playing in the game internationally for China. I think this is wrong. I think she should have stayed as an 81. I think she's one of Louisville's best players, and I think that technically it shows all the time on the field with how good she is um, and how creative she is in the ball. Her passing skills are just exquisite, and I think that um, her passing stats could honestly be a lot higher. I think that, um, you know, she's just, I think, a little underrated, and I think that's disappointing for me. Moving on, Katie Lund, 79. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair rating. Um, Katie Lund's a good player, but I think that, you know, this season she's going to take the next step into being potentially in that U.S. Women's National Team bubble to get a higher rating. So Lund, I think that's a fair rating. Um, uh, yeah, I think she's great at reflexes and making the second save the on the rebound. So I think the 80 reflex stat is very fair. Savannah DeMello, um at 78, I think is a little low. And Jalen Howell is also 77. Those two ratings for me were extremely low, and I was disappointed by them. I thought that Jamelo and Howell both had incredible seasons last year, and I think they easily could have been 79 each, but... You know, who knows um, how FIFA's rating process is. Jamelo's in, incredible on free kicks, and yet she got a 66 free kick accuracy. No clue how that happened, which really made me mad. Um, and how, like, she only got 66 free kicks. Um, and how Jess McDonald got 72 makes no sense in my opinion. Jamelo should be way higher, and that FIFA, I think FIFA is completely underappreciating her clear talents um, on free kick and dead ball situations. So, and then Howell especially is such a creative player. How does she not have five star skill moves? She's always just dribbling around in that midfield. Her sprint speed is like laughable and way too low. I think that I'm really disappointed, FIFA. You should have given Howell and Jamelo much higher rates, uh, grades. Um, I think the same thing with Nadia Nadim. Nadia Nadim is an incredible player. She's so good at getting on the end of headers. Why is her hitting accuracy only 62? Um, 
you know, she obviously isn't the quickest player. She's, um, she, you know, she's normal. She's normal speed, not like anything super fast, not super slow. Um, do not get how her finishing is only 76. She is incredible at finishing in front of net, so that's a rating that really disappoints me. Lauren Malay and Paige Monahan getting 75s is fair to me. I think that Malay, you know, she didn't really get a lot of time last year for Louisville, so I think 75, you know, if you look at a lot of ratings, that's usually like back end of the bench. That's what I've, I see Lauren Malay's role being this season with all the new players coming in. And Paige Monahan did not have a great year of Gotham last year, so it makes sense she's 75 as well. Although, I would like to point out how her crossing is 75, and... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just finding this a little odd, some of these stats, and Carson's Pickett's is only 82, and Carson Pickett is the best crosser in the league, and yeah, she's higher than Monaghan, but not by much, and I think that shows the inconsistencies with FIFA, like, and how DeMello is only, has a very low free kick accuracy of 66, like, that is insanely dumb, and it, I think, like, it shows you how FIFA sometimes needs to be. FIFA, I'm calling you out here. You got to be more attentive, like to these ratings and watch the film. You know who did these ratings? Honestly, is one of my reactions. So now we're going to move on to the last segment of the podcast, where we're going. I'm going to look over my starting eleven and my seven important subs. Yeah, I did seven. Yeah, okay. In goal, I have Katie Lund, left back Carson Pickett. Left center backs are Julia Lester and Abby Orseg. Right back, Paige Monahan. Jalen Howell at the central defensive midfielder. Alex Shidia at left central midfielder. Savannah Demela, right central midfielder. Wang Shuang, um, left winger. Jess McDonald, striker. And Uche Nakanu at right wing. This is a really hard starting lineup for me because there's a lot of good players in Louisville. But using the tactics I had, I wanted DeMello to be able to drop deeper, deeper and allow Chidiak and DeMello, uh, Ch- excuse me, Howell to drop deeper and DeMello and Chidiak to move up the field higher. And considering that Louisville's wingers are usually very central, I thought that Schwang could drop back a little bit because she's a great playmaker. And I thought that Kanu is a deadly finisher in front of goal. And if you get her up top, like I think this could almost end up being a 4-3-2-1 at some points in the game with Schwang. Uh, sorry, a 4-3-1-2 with, like, Schwung dropping back into that central attacking midfield role and Kanu and McDonald up top. That's my thinking. I know I was conflicted with the starting lineup. And please remember on our Instagram to follow us. Same on Apple Podcasts. And please comment respectfully on our Instagram when we post about this episode. You know, what do you think about... Louisville, how do you think that their team should be structured in the starting lineup? But based on the tactics I've seen from Kim Bjorkigan, I think that um, Kanu and Schwang are the best players for that winger position. Um, on this bench, I have Hillary Beal as the backup goalie. You know, I've seen how good she is in the A-League. For the fullback position, I have Ellie Puki Ujamsen um, as someone who can has experience there, and I think that she'll fit in pretty comfortably there. So Tara Murray, the former Bristol City and Liverpool defender, I have her as my backup center back. Ari Borges is my backup central midfielder. My two wingers are Tembi Catalana and Amina Ekic, and my striker is Nadia Nadine. So that's my team. Those are my 18 match day players that are going to suit up for the game. Um, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Again, 
Uh, I love doing these preview episodes, so remember, give that five stars down below. Follow us on Instagram and Apple Podcasts, and I'll see you at our next preview episode. Thank you so much for listening, and peace out from your host, LDG.